it's okay to fail. It's really good to fail. Right. So long as you're failing forward. Yeah. And you've learned from that failure and you'll never make that mistake again. And you're going to do better the next time you try it. Welcome to the On Purpose Investor Podcast with your host, Eric and Tiffany Vogel. We spent several hard years building a rental property portfolio so we could have more time with our family and live our ideal life. Finding your path can be difficult, so we're here to help guide you along the way with lessons, tips, and tricks to design and implement your dream life through real estate investing. Now sit back, turn up the volume, and get ready for this episode of the On Purpose Investor. What's up, Pathfinders? And welcome back to the On Purpose Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, with the beautiful and lovely co-host, Tiffany. That was really drawn out. I know. You, you weren't prepared for how drawn no, out it would be. No, I was expecting the normal. You know, there's nothing normal about me. That is very true. Well, today, episode 22, talking about some SMART goals and how you can use SMART goals to align your business with decisions you make and get you to an ultimate destination that you're striving for. Yeah. So early in season one, we talked a lot about vision and your why and kind of the big picture things. And this is a little bit more nitty gritty on how to achieve that. So you have your three year roadmap or vision for your life. And you want to break that down into smaller goals and daily action so that you can achieve that. So when we first started our business, Tiffany was like, hey, you want to do some smart goals? And I was like, that's going to be really difficult for me. Because the word smart with anything I do is probably going to be challenging. And then she broke it down. She's like, no, there's, it's an acronym. I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me in particular, like SMART goals are a big thing that I learned in school, in business school. And I wanted to implement that in our business so that we were making goals that were tangible. And we'll talk about what a SMART goal is in a little bit. But having very clear goals is what allowed us to reach financial freedom in three and a half years. Right. You know, I've talked about my rhinoceros success story about how I wanted to buy those two houses in that first year. That's a goal. It's a lofty goal, especially if you don't own any investment properties. But she said, well, you put it on the fridge, so let's turn it into action. Yeah. And I was like, okay, let's do it. Let's just go buy a house. She's like, no, <laughs> slow down, Eric. We're going to approach this with SMART goals. And so, Tiffany, what does SMART stand for? Other than how amazing your husband is, oh. what does SMART stand for? It is specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. All right. So, when I said, let's buy these two houses this year, you said, we're going to break it down into SMART goals. So, it was very specific. Two houses in 12 months. Right. Right? So, it was very specific. And it was measurable. Two houses. Mm-hmm. Right. And now there are some smaller benefactors in those two houses that could have been even more measurable, as in how much cash flow would those houses make? How much cash do you need to buy them? How much cash do you want to leave in the deal right. after the refinance? If you're doing the burst strategy, what type of funding would right. you want to use? Those are different, like well, measurable. Some of your required metrics, like you need a certain cash on cash return, or like you said, the cash flow per door unit. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that can go into it, but you want to be as specific as possible. Right. So we had the measurable component, mm -hmm. attainable. Now this is something where I kind of struggled with reading the book and I was like, yep, we're going to do it. We're going to make this happen. And that was a stretch. It was. 
And was it attainable? We didn't know. Right. We didn't know if it was attainable or not. But that's kind of the idea with a BHAG, the big, hairy, audacious goal, is to shoot for something that you don't feel like is attainable. Right. But it was within reach. We didn't say we're going to go buy 50 houses in one year. You know, that would have been a little obnoxious unless we had the capital to do that. And the time. There would be a lot that would have to have gone into it. Because at that point. The time, the know-how to manage that much at one time. Yeah. You were still teaching at that point. Mm -hmm. I was still working my job. We were dating. We weren't even engaged. So that goal was very attainable for that stage of life. At this point. We would be able to do more because the tools in our toolbox are very different. Right. And we have that background knowledge on once we take a property on, what does it look like to manage it and see it through? Right. And we've got the team. It's not just our skill set. It's the the skill set of our team. Right. It's kind of like writing a book. And a lot of people have said, you know, writing a book is kind of like having a baby. And I think owning a rental property is very similar as well. When you're pregnant... You know better than anyone, I guess, because you're a female and you're pregnant. It's tough while you're pregnant because you go through whole body changes, right? Yeah. I mean, your organs shift. Everything changes for you. Yeah. And that's the idea of getting the property or writing the book or doing anything with your mindset. Yeah. I mean, you have to change the way you approach and view the world. Once that baby comes here, you might think, I brought the property or I wrote the book or I did something big. The hard work's done. The reality of it is, is that now you have a child and now you have to raise and care for and rear that child into the world and be productive. So getting that property is just a small step, but making sure you have all the tools to raise that property right and behave and not slap you and (laughs) and run around the house naked. You know, that's that's the rearing part of owning a property. Yeah. If we had that BHAG of 50 properties in one year, would it have been attainable? I don't know. I don't think it would have been even yeah. plausible because well, we didn't know how to do that. Right. It's not relevant for us. That was right. not our goal. So that's the R, the right. relevant. Right. So I think the point with relevant is look at your three-year roadmap and what you want out of life and build your goals from there. So. If you want 25 houses over three years, figure out how many you need to buy in the first year. Yeah. And it's probably not going to be a third of that number because you'll get the snowball and you'll scale faster. So pick something that feels reasonable for that first year, but also push yourself a little bit because you can achieve a lot more than you realize. So for us, we had two houses that first year. We only bought one, but it was two units. Right. So we were happy with Absolutely. what we achieved. Yeah. And we were doing all of the work, all of the work ourselves. Yeah. I mean, you had some buddies come out and help, but we yeah, here and there, it. you know, delay flooring or put in insulation. Right. But it was yeah. us. I mean, yeah. so given that and the constraints of our jobs and everything else going on, we were happy. Yeah. But we would have never bought that house had we not had the goal to buy two homes. That you year. know, and I would say be careful about your one year goal versus your five year goal, you know, because. That quote, is it Warren Buffett that says... You can achieve a lot more. I think it's 10 years. Is his yeah, quote, he, but. he says, you think you can do more in one year, but don't think you can do as much in 10 years. Yeah, you can achieve a lot. So when you're building out that three-year roadmap, really think about pushing more than you think, because three years is a lot longer than I think we realize. And yeah. I know you and I felt that. I mean, we had a goal 
spreadsheet that we use because I'm very spreadsheet oriented. And mm-hmm. we have gone and looked back to see each year I create a new file so we can go and look back and see, oh, in 2018, when we got started, this was our goal for 2019 and 2020. Yeah. And we can see how it stacks up. I just remembered, you know, people underestimate what they can do in 10 years and overestimate overestimate what they can do in one year. And the reason I think that is, is that people don't value the impact of the snowball effect, which is what we're going to be talking about next week. Yep. In that one year, you're learning how to master your craft. And then over the course of those next nine years, but in in our vision and roadmap that we cast, it's three years. Mm -hmm. Over the course of year two and year three, you have mastered your craft and what you're just rinse and repeating the process. And so that one unit in the first year turns into five units the second year, turns into 10 more in the third year. Right. So they're overestimating their year one, but they're underestimating year three or 10 as well. Right. I mean, so for example, for us, in the first year, we had your house that we converted into a rental and we bought one. In the second year, we added six homes. And the year after that, we added five. Right. And then we did one and one the following two Mm -hmm. years. So we did not do a lot that first year, but we learned a lot and it we was learned the how to process. scale. Right. So we started adding in the other things we've talked about this season with community and your team and leveraging other people yeah, to help. Yeah. As you always say, figuring out what's in your toolbox right. and then hiring out the rest. Right. So the last step is time bound. So I said, you know, those two houses I want to get in a 12 month time. Was that something that fit into the SMART goals. Right. But breaking it down into daily actionable steps was the hard part of, well, what month or what time frame are we buying these properties? Because there was a lot we had to learn. We had to say, you know, in the first month, we're going to learn as much as we can on taking down the property. Right. When I say taking down, that means making an offer, getting it closed, and financing financing it, and Mm -hmm. getting all the setup done, which insurance, utilities, all that stuff, making sure we had a system in place. That we didn't just go make an offer and buy the house and then not really know what the heck we're doing next. So there's a level of educating for the next step, but don't worry about educating for step 10. So as we were doing this, we weren't educating to figure out how to manage the property. Right. We were really just focused on what do we need to do to get the property? And then it's like, okay, we know the scope of the renovations. How do you fix whatever plumbing situation you had in the property, for example? Yeah. You didn't worry about that before we got to the closing table. No, not at all. Because what would have happened if we had spent hours and hours trying to figure out how to solve that problem, the deal would have gone away. Mm-hmm. So we, we take one step at a time and definitely educate, but don't over-educate. Worry yeah. about the next step. So how when do you're you building, eat an elephant? Right. <laughs> one bite at a time. I got that thrown at me last night. Funny enough, right? I was a little overwhelmed with our goals currently. All the things that we want to see come to fruition. But, you know, sometimes we both need a healthy reminder that, okay, we both want these insane goals, but we can't work toward them all at the same time. Right. And we can't expect to be achieving each one all right now. Yeah. So, you know, trying to healthily remind Tiffany the elephant can't be eaten in one bite. Right. You know, we got to chunk it up. I don't know. I'm pregnant. I can eat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh. Well, I guess that's a good segue into, I always like to use the example of losing weight because I think it's something most smart people, goals. yeah, right. most people have experienced losing weight or a similar type goal. So 
when you're creating the goal, don't just say I want to lose 10 pounds. Well, I think a lot of people say that. Right. You and know, that's like the most new year's, approach. Yeah. New Year's resolutions. Hey, what's your New Year's resolution? I want to lose 35 pounds. Right. All right. Can we turn that into a smart goal? Yeah. Please. Because right. I want to see these people that want to lose 35 pounds lose 35 right. pounds. Right. It, it just sets you up for success. When so it's let's, let's, let's work through it. Let's make it specific. Okay. I want to lose 35 pounds. Let's break that down even further. Yeah. So do you want to do it by eating better? Do you want to do it by exercising or maybe a combination? I think it's going to be a combination. And I think they need to break it down into some weekly goals. I want to lose one pound a week Yeah. for 35 weeks. Or if you want to be a little more aggressive, let's lose two pounds a week for 17 or so weeks. Right? Is that right? Yeah, that's just really aggressive, especially for women. So it's two not pound, that easy. <laughs> let's do a pound and a half a week. Let's do a pound a week because that okay. math's a, a lot easier. A, a pound a week for 35 weeks. So right. you're going to be on like an eight-month journey yeah. to losing 35 pounds. Is that about right? 35 weeks is yeah. how many? I know there's 52 Eight in Eight times year. four is 36. So. Oh. You're not. I'm doing pretty good here. I know. I just did that in my head. I know. Good hey, job. Smart goals. <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right. So it's measurable. Yes. Talk to us through the measurable part of yeah, it. Yeah. So you have a very tangible goal of a pound a week. And you know if on week three you plateau and you don't hit it, you need to make adjustments in week four to maybe lose two pounds. And at the end of the day, if you don't hit the goal in the exact time frame or the exact target, Progress is better than perfection. That's something mm-hmm. that really resonates with me. So Absolutely. just a small little tangent of even if you don't lose a pound a week, as long as you're continuing on the trajectory and reset and you're doing the right things, you will get there in time. And I like to say it as anyone that I talk to through their goal setting, I say, it's okay to fail. It's really good to fail. Right. As so long as you're failing forward yeah. and you've learned from that failure and you'll never make that mistake again. And you're going to do better the next time you try it. Right. So let's say you get five weeks into this process and you've only lost three pounds. You're still down three pounds. You're still down three pounds. And you've learned what it's going to take to be on that journey. Yeah. So you know how to get your mind and heart in the right spot to be on that journey more gung-ho, if you were to say. Yeah. So it's measurable. Is it attainable? A pound a week, is that attainable? Yeah, that's kind of the recommended weight loss plan. Is a pound like 3,500 calories? Is that, that sounds kinda, right. All right. So, by the way, we are not nutritionists and don't know. Is it 5,000 calories? No, it's or, 35, but that's 500 right. calories. A day. That you have to either decrease your intake or increase your burn. Right. So if you could break down, if you go on a one mile or two mile walk and say that burns 300 calories. Then you take you your 2,000 calorie on average. Yep. I, no, mine's not Just that create high, a but, deficit. The big idea is yeah. that you create a deficit. Right. And track it. Yep. In mm-hmm. some kind of MyFitnessPal or I don't know what other apps are out So do there, you but... think you could either burn 500 calories a day or eat 500 calories less a day or use a combination yeah. of the both and make sure you're creating that deficit? Right. So that is attainable. Yeah. You know, you think a, a Coca-Cola, a bottle of Coca-Cola is about 250 to 300 calories. It's like 200. Somewhere, it's somewhere know. in there. So if you're drinking Coca-Cola, maybe you cut that out. Right. And you've already started to work towards your right. deficit. All right. So relevant. Do you want to lose weight? That's pretty much, is it relevant? Yeah. Is that, does that fit with your vision and your goals for your life? Or does it, are you happy do you with? feel unhappy when you look at yourself in the yeah, mirror? Right. I think most people in general, when they look in the mirror, they're like, I don't like this thing about me. And if weight is that thing, you can get a grasp on that Yeah. and, and you can do it. Right. Now, obviously, if you have underlying health conditions that are 
inhibiting your ability to do that, talk to a medical professional, right. obviously. But this is for anyone looking to just get a little bit healthier. Yeah, and then time bound. We have a, a week, number yep. of weeks that Pound we're shooting. Pound a week for 35 weeks. Right, and, and you reassess boom. if, yep. you know, one week you don't lose any weight because your mom made brownies for your birthday and that <laughs> <laughs> might be hitting home. <laughs> and you uh, ate the whole tray in a couple days. I had maybe a one inch square out of that whole pack. I know. Right. Don't judge the pregnant woman's brownie. Come I have it. not even looked at it. I know. You haven't said a word. Nope. But that did not help my goals of staying within a certain weight limit with the, right. this pregnancy. But the point is pivoting and saying, okay, last week I didn't do good because I ate a ton of brownies. Mm-hmm. Now this week I need to replace the brownies with something less delicious. <laughs> And that's not always fun to do. No. Eating salad is so much more boring than eating brownies. Right. Those brownies were really good, too. Yeah, they were. If you're listening to this, you should go get a brownie. (laughs) (laughs) With the weight loss example, the goal is not to be health experts or advocate losing weight or anything like that. It's just an example that I think really illustrates how you can turn, I want to lose 35 pounds into a very tangible, smart goal. I guess I just want to say it it doesn't have to be losing weight. That's just an example. And it applies to business, health, hobbies. Absolutely. If you want to learn to play guitar, you can Mm -hmm. set a very smart goal on your practice. That's what I was going to say. You know, whatever you're working on in your life right now, it doesn't have to be real estate. The idea is that you're building a habit of creating smart goals for all the things that you want to achieve. Right. And let's say you want to build a fence or you want to build a porch or... You want to take a family vacation or anything, turn it into a smart goal. Right. Be very specific about what you want to achieve. Make sure that it is measurable, that it is either we went on vacation or we went on vacation for one day longer than we did last year. Or it's, I want to build this fence and I want to achieve it. And how do I make that measurable? So we have a fence in our yard that has not um, been painted for almost three years yeah and we have a goal to get it painted this summer we do and i have someone lined up to paint it i know that's great I know. not how that's right but the smart goal could be that we want to find the money for whatever it costs i don't mm-hmm. know how much to have the fence painted within three months right right okay so there you go yes. you want to have it painted or built within yeah. the x amount of time okay right. And if that's also time-bound yes, as well. Yes, right. So if you have a smart goal that you're struggling with, or if you have a goal that you want to make a smart goal, send us an email or shoot us a message on social media and we can you're help gonna, you. You're going to want to send that to Tiffany. Yeah, don't send it to Eric. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I'm really good at some components of smart goaling. And that is, you know, making sure things start happening with it. But planning the smart goal is not my forte. Yeah. And I think it's because the word smart's in the title. <laughs> well, the other component of a SMART goal, it's not really part of a SMART goal, but it's something I like to throw in, is lag versus lead measures. Okay. And the idea is a lead measure is something you can control. The lag measure is kind of the output of it. So in our weight loss example, it's I'm going to take in X number of calories a day. The lag measure would be how many pounds you're losing on the scale. So you can't always control how your body responds to a weight loss program, but you can control how many hours or minutes you're working out a week. You can control how many calories you're taking in. 
with buying houses, you can't always say, I'm going to buy two houses. The market might not be in a spot that you can. So the lag is going to be something that's out of your control. Right. Like making purchases. Making purchases. But you can control that lead measure. Right. That lead measure is going to be, I'm going to knock on a thousand doors and make 500 offers. Right. And sit down at 250 kitchen tables and talk to potential sellers. And one of our mentors, Bill Cook, his goal was how many offers a day? Do you remember? No, he wants to do a thousand door knocks a day, I think it was. And it was like he would not go home until he was done. Yep. So be passionate about your goals and really strive to make them. Chasing those goals, you're going to see fruition of this dream life that hopefully you've been planning and building along the way by listening to the On Purpose Investor podcast. Our our goal is that you become a pathfinder. and that Are you going to make that a smart goal? What, becoming a pathfinder? Yeah, you become a pathfinder in the next Oh, month. wow. Yeah, let's, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think it had such an impact on our business because we had very clear goals. It was clear between the two of us what we were working towards. So there was no confusion over, you know, when I said, hey, we need to get another house this month. You understood why, because it was reaching those goals. And like we said, we took the three-year goals and broke them down into yearly goals then down into quarterly. So we knew, okay, in this season of life, we need to buy one a month. And we knew how much cash flow we needed. So if one property brought in double the cash flow, then we didn't have to buy that other house. I'm very much so looking forward to getting into like season three and season four and season five of this podcast, because, you know, to our listeners out there, we do have a smart goal for our podcast as well. And that is five years. We want to be an interviewing podcast for some episodes and some seasons where we bring in some big heavy hitters and and some people that are doing amazing things out there. And we want to run them through some of the things that we've talked about for the past two seasons. Yeah. All of the things. Definitely. And we just want to see like, it definitely worked for us, but it's working for other people too. Right. And we want to get them in here in this show and just pick through their minds and see what they are doing Yeah, and see how they differ from us. Because not everyone's going to follow exactly what our path was or be able to apply all the steps that we've applied. But bringing in these different guests, we should be able to at least narrow down what people can and hear and follow and be inspired and moved by. Right. I'm looking forward to the next couple seasons. Yeah, um, we've got a lot in the works mm-hmm. that we're working through. So I know we're close to wrapping up season two. So we're mm-hmm. actively planning season three and season four. That's right. To be determined if I'm going to be on all of the episodes because we will have a a, a newborn. We're, we're going to try to figure out how to fit it all together. And our vision was to have kids. So we're weaving in our work with the podcast and the book and all of that to fit with that. So we're looking forward to what's to come. We've got two more episodes for you this season. And then we'll take a brief break and then come back with even more great content. Yeah. You know, I think my new co-host might be our son. Oh, gosh. You know, he'll come up here and yell out bubbles. And, and tickle. And tickle and dada and mama and quack quack. I think he'll offer some good introspection. Yeah, and especially when he starts screaming. He'll, he'll eat the that. microphone for sure. Yeah. Maybe we'll turn his off. Kind of a goat. Yeah. Bad. The terrible twos hit a lot sooner than I expected. That's... Well, he's not so terrible. He's just a little wild. Yeah, that scream is, it's terrible. The scream is terrible, but the child is not. <laughs> I feel like that should be on a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt. The scream is awful. The child is great. (laughs) What he wants to be. So next week, we're going to be diving into the snowball effect and just how powerful snowballs are. 
Yeah. Not just to build snowmen. Right. Okay. I was going to say. Not just to build snowmen. I mean, we're not going to do you want to build a snowman. That's not where we're headed. (laughs) We're headed into how one small actionable step can have a domino effect toward building an insane snowball. Momentum. And build huge momentum and knock over even the largest objects. Yeah. Definitely. So, looking forward to next week's episode. Yeah. Tiffany, take us out. All right. Thanks, y'all, for hanging out with us and listening to us talk about SMART goals and how we use them in our life. What lessons can you take from our experience and apply to your life? Don't let the time you just invested go to waste. You only get one life, so live it purposefully. That's all we have for you today. See you next time. Are you ready to discover and build your dream life? Then it's time to become a Pathfinder. Head over to onpurposeinvestor.com and sign up for our newsletter to get tips and tricks to help you find your path and get the latest from our blog. If you haven't already, we'd really appreciate an honest review on your favorite podcast app. If you're enjoying this show, share it with friends, family, and fellow investors. See you next time at the On Purpose Investor Podcast. Podcast.